Welcome, Conroe, to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. And uh, we are just hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. That they are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're, uh, yeah. How you been, Nico? I've been doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Got any got any anything fun or exciting that's happened the last couple of days? Uh no. Just just school and exercise. The two most exciting things on the face of the earth. Yeah, it's kinda like you're punching yourself this year. Like all day, every day. Yep. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nice. <laughs> I live in I, <laughs> I don't know why it's funny to me that you're miserable, but I'm really enjoying it. So <laughs> it's because you hate me secretly. <laughs> I don't hate you secretly. I mean, I've told you that. outright. Yeah, you are number four. Um, <laughs> you're like the most disposable of like if we were going in order of like a horror movie, it'd be like number four. Check that scary room out. Oh no! I'll be in the cockpit guiding the ship in. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm number one. Right. I yeah. got you. Yeah. I'm the most important one. Right. Uh, God, it's got to be terrible to be the little brother of me. Like, there's no you, redeeming value to that. You're just the worst. <laughs> I try. I genuinely try. <laughs> and I appreciate the effort. <laughs> um, so this is the sports show that everyone needs to hear because it's the best sports show in the entire recorded world of Conroe. Um, we're going to start right here with the Texans. The off season's going on right now in the NFL. This is when teams, this period is franchise tags, cuts. Um, this is where you start to see how teams are evaluating their roster. Right. So we'll start with the Texans. Okay. Obviously. Um, they went ahead and tagged Jadavion Clowney. Now, I'm of the opinion they want to sign him long-term. Um, and some people will probably say, oh, but they're giving a lot of money to J.J. Watt. They're actually really not. J.J. Watt's cap number is year-to-year year between 20 and 25. And you can have three or four guys at that number and then the rest of your roster be younger other people. We don't really have that other guy at that number. Uh, Demarius Thomas was set to get a lot of money. Uh, the guy we traded uh, for from Denver, mm-hmm. uh, who tore his Achilles. So, Will Fuller went down with the injury. Demarius Thomas was who we replaced him with. He he played well for us, and then I think it was week 16 he went down with the injury, week 15 maybe. Uh, he also tore his Achilles, so. Good. Just brutal. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's a hard injury to come back from, and Demarius Thomas is an older guy. He's 34. Oh, he's probably not going to come back. Uh, well, he's not for the Texans. They wound up cutting him. They like as soon as the season ended, they they said, okay, the first move we're doing is we're we're gonna cut Demarius Thomas, and I I think I don't know how much of his contract was guaranteed, but the cap number was going to be seventeen for this year, for the new year. So they definitely received some savings there. Right. Yeah. Um, and most of that money probably goes into Javion Clowney. Now Clowney is kind of interesting because he can either be an outside linebacker or defensive end, depending on what you what they have him as, and I haven't seen where they went ahead and tagged him as. They just franchise tagged him. I know that. But I haven't seen what they tagged him as. I didn't see if they tagged him as an end or an, a, a linebacker. That's interesting. Which, well, and it, so it's sort of... <laughs> he's just tagged. Yeah, well, it means he's ours for the year. And we can keep negotiating past a certain date, and then that's it. Um. Yeah, okay, that's... Okay, this is on This is on ESPN's article here, because I, I, I couldn't find it anywhere. Says the Texans did not specify a position for Clowney when announcing the move. Um, it's a difference of a couple million dollars, so it's relevant. If they do him as an end, it's seventeen million. If they do him as a linebacker, it's fifteen point fifteen and a half. Makes sense. All right. So they've just announced that they're going to be using the franchise tag on him, which means he can't go anywhere else unless we trade him. Um, and it also means we still have a chance to sign him long term. Um, but. It, but one of the other interesting parts about that, the reason it's relevant, is because they're making some other changes on defense. Like I said, they cut Demarius Thomas, um, and then they also just announced that they're releasing Kevin Johnson, who's been the corner. He was our first-round uh, draft pick a few years back. Really one of the few times we've completely missed on a first-round draft pick. We we typically actually we do a pretty good job on our first-rounders. So I've always said... I'm not a big fan of our of the Texans front office. Uh-huh. Uh, 
But I've said the reason that they don't get fired is because they do a good job on their first round. Um, if you get the first, there are teams who miss on the first round pick. Uh, for example, the Giants, Landon Collins has been their safety. He was a first round pick three years ago. They just cut him. Um, there are teams who miss on the first round consistently, and they're bad teams. And the reason we've been a middle team is because we, we don't, don't miss. We don't miss first round, and we but we do miss on the third and fourth and fifth round guys. The good teams they get contra- they get contributions out of their draft class every year. We get the starters that you're supposed to get, and then we don't get the middle group, and I, that's what separates us from the next level up. I think in teams, but we don't miss on our first rounders, which is huge because missing on the first rounders can set you back. Right. Um. So that's kind of where we're at overall. Uh, overall, here in the NFL, though, there's been some news. There's been some movements. There's been some things. The draft is coming up. The combine happened last week. So now teams get uh, – this is called lying season. This is what a couple people call it. Every team wants to spread as much false information as possible so no one knows what they're going to do on draft day. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is like the weird political aspect of sports that I actually really adore. This is the, the you're exactly right. This is the weird part. So the Cardinals had the number one pick. They took a quarterback last year. However, they hired the coach this uh this offseason from college. Um we made fun of him because we it's a terrible hire. Right, yeah, he's bad. Um but anyway, his quote last year when he was playing Oklahoma against Kyler Murray was this is the best quarterback in college football. And if I was picking number one, I would pick him, no doubt. Now he is picking number one, and this guy is available to be picked, Kyler Murray. So now they're talking about the Cardinals have a real good – Cliff Kingsbury, that's who it is. The Cardinals have a really good opportunity to potentially – Get a really good quarterback? Draft Kyler Murray, but that means that literally the 10th pick last year is now wasted. Um, So what the Cardinals are trying to do is they're trying to send out smoke signals. They don't want anyone to know what they're going to do. They because they want opportunities to maximize the draft. So they probably if Cliff if if you believe Cliff Kingsbury wants Kyler Murray, then that means you believe they're gonna get rid of the quarterback they have right now. Which there is draft value in a young quarterback like Josh Rosen. Because he didn't play a bunch. Plus it was in Arizona on a bad year. Like it's hard to say with a coach that they fired in a year. Right, exactly. So there's all kinds of room for if you're the other team for you to be like, well, he's young, he's coachable. He was only in Arizona for a year. He might be ready to play, and maybe I can develop something that they couldn't because they fired that coach, so those guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah, right. so you can talk yourself into trading for Josh Rosen. So if you need a quarterback and you're in the back half of this draft. I could see that happening. That could be an option for you. Right. You might give up a a first-rounder that's 18 down, 20 down. So if, if I'm drafting 24th in the draft, I could have the number 10 quarterback from last year's draft, the number 10 pick from last year, or I can have the pick, the 24th pick this year. Oh, boy. So, like, you, you know, there's the ways you could talk yourself into doing it. Um, but, yeah, they call this lying season. And so there's also a lot going on right now, like – uh, the Browns got rid of Jamie Collins, the uh, linebacker who was leading New England in tackles, and they traded him at the trade deadline out of the blue. Got him. And the reason why is they, they weren't happy with his attitude in the locker room, and New England is the department of DGAF. They just don't give an F. They will just make the move. <laughs> right, and we're done with you. Go away. <laughs> right, and so they traded their leading tackler, the best player on what was a bad defense. They just traded him for like a pick down the road. They didn't even – it wasn't even anything. They weren't – the Browns didn't give up some great value to get him. <laughs> the, they just – the Patriots were just like, does anyone want this guy? Because we're done with him. <laughs> um, See this guy? Get him. I don't yeah. want him. So he played a year and a half in Cleveland, Um, to his credit, and now he's due – I think 12 and a half this year and 17 next year. And Cleveland was like, we're not ready to pay you that much money because we don't know how good we're going to be next year. <laughs> we got you for free, Pretty basically. Much. Yeah, we had you on rent. So, bye-bye. So, they cut him. Um, and then Landon Collins, the safety for the Giants, has been cut. He's going to be available. Uh, Nick Foles is now going to be available. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be available. Le'Veon Bell, obviously, is available. Ooh. So, uh, Le'Veon saga continues. It, it does. Hopefully, it'll end very soon. 
That was from um, our. That was one of the first things we did on Ball Control that's episode right. one. That's right. We talked about Le'Veon Bell, and that was we were on Le'Veon Watch forever. Um, and then his agent reread the CBA and was like, "Oh, you don't actually have to report at all. Don't worry about it. We'll just go home, <laughs> and we're done." Yeah. Um, and he's going to be in a good spot. He's going to be twenty-seven or twenty-eight, but he hasn't played in a year. He's going to be healthy. Right. He's going to be ready. Yeah. Um. So then, also from there, uh, the I don't man, I don't I, like. I'm just kind of curious what's going to happen with Nick Foles and Teddy Bridgewater. Where they're going to go? Um, they're the two quarterback free agents now. If you're Baltimore, you definitely regret trading for Falco or Flacco. Flacco, Falco, <laughs> Falco, Keanu Reeves from the replacements. Um, you the definitely bird re- guy from Star Fox, <laughs> right? You definitely regret trading for Joe Flacco. Now that you know Nick Foles is available for free, I didn't have to give up a draft pick, and I could have had a better quarterback. Right. Oh, no. And That's what happens. The things come to those who wait. And the Broncos, though, the other part of it, well, you also can't wait too long. you got to pull the trigger on something. You don't want to get in a bidding war for Joe Flacco, which, which like, if you let go, if, if Nick Foles and Joe Flacco are both free agents and 10 teams called Nick, uh, Nick Foles, only one of them is going to get him. They're all going to then go to Flacco, and now you got to overpay for Flacco. So they That's tried a- to save money by trading for him, but they didn't know Nick Foles was going to be a bit. They really, everyone, everyone thought the Philadelphia Eagles were going to probably keep, keep Nick Foles this year. There was a dual option. The Philadelphia activated the option. Nick Foles declined it. So then Philadelphia initially said they were going to tag him, which would have been 26 or $27 million this year. And then they were like, man, never mind. Yeah, I think honestly they realized that it was just going to make quarterback issues later down the line. Well, because when Carson Wentz is healthy, he's your starter. So then right. you have one quarterback that you're paying a million dollars for. Well, yeah, not a lot, like three or four million dollars to. And then you got one guy you're paying $27 million to back him up. But the problem is Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles took him back to the playoffs, and you're paying him more money. So he has more recent success and he has more money and you're telling him he's the backup. <laughs> so for Philadelphia, it didn't make sense. They to they, tag him. They kind of had that come to Jesus talk, I think internally. And someone said, listen, if Carson Wentz is the guy, you got to let Nick Foles go, which I don't argue with. If you think, if you think Carson Wentz is your long-term future answer, then why make next season? a So confusing for everybody. Right. Uh, but it does mean that people like Denver screwed up by solving their problem early. Um, also, Denver made released a statement, and I just kind of laughed at this, and then we'll get out of here. Denver released a statement. Um, they, they want Case Keenum to stay and be the backup, but they figure if he wants to leave that there will be trade partners for him. <laughs> Who's trading for Case Keenum? Nobody. Let me put this in the universe right now. Any team that trades for Case Keenum is my pick for the worst team in the NFL right off the bat. Right off the bat. Case Keenum is trash. If if you're going to give any snaps to Case Keenum, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say your offense is thirty second in the league. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Alright, we're gonna jump out of here at the, on that and we'll be back with more ball with more Nerd Thug Sports. I did it, I do it once a week. Nerd Thug Sports. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. I want it that, that, that. Ooh, hot stuff all over my nachos, walking like a taco, driving over... Welcome back to some more Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. And, uh, yeah, we're just hanging out here. We just got done talking about uh, the NFL offseason going on. Lying season. Lying season. Uh, I do want to say one other thing about Jadavion Clowney that is interesting to me is uh, 
I think he's worth the franchise tag. I think he's proven his value. His first couple seasons were rough. He got hurt a couple times. And so there were lots of people. He was taking number one overall. So there, there were lots of people who were like, they wanted to see value right away out of that pick. Uh, but in this defense, he's really thrived in the last couple of years. And Which is well, you could ask for. Well, he definitely did it at the right time for him. The last two, three seasons have been really good for him. Um, J.J. Watt getting hurt, it sounds bad to say, but it helped him. It helped him because it allowed to him to showcase that even when J.J. Watt isn't there, he still contributes significantly to the defense. Right. Uh, interesting enough, if we go into this season on the franchise tag for him, it's really one of the very few times that the Texans have had like a contract issue. Not that not that JV on Clown is going to make waves about it or anything. Just that it, we very rarely have Texans kind of wrap things up in off seasons. They kind of take care of stuff so that there's no, they're not the drama team. So it's a little surprising. It'll be surprising if they don't have a contract for him by by the start of the season. Um, we're going to move over to the NBA now, though. We're creeping up, man. We're creeping up. Most teams have played between 62 and 64 games. Oh, man. You're telling me that even though they play 85, what is it, 85 games? 82. 82 games? So we're almost, we're, we're only al- like 20 away? We're almost there. That's wild to think we're about. almost there. Um, most impressively... Our own Houston Rockets are the three seed in the West. Yay. And on top of that, they are 3-0 so far against Golden State. And on top of that, one of those games was without James Harden. Hey, that's a real good sign. <laughs> um, the other team who is undefeated against the Golden State Warriors is Boston. Uh, and that's who we're going to kind of focus on here is, is Boston. So we're going to do the playoff ladder real quick. In the West, it's Golden State, Denver, Houston, Oklahoma City Thunder, who have lost, I think, three of the last five, four of the last five, something like that. They're, they're starting to struggle. Portland, Utah, San Antonio Spurs, and Los Angeles Clippers. The Lakers right now are the 10 seed. Um, they're not out of it, but they've got to win, like, 16 of the last 20. They're, they're just got to crush the next, like, couple weeks here. Yeah, because as of as of right now, the Clippers have the Clippers have pulled away a little bit. They're the eighth. The Clippers are the eighth seed, and they're about five games ahead of the Lakers. Um, and so there's a real interesting opportunity there. Now, now Dallas, this is something to watch for. Dallas is, I'm going to call it third from the bottom, which I think makes them like the thirteenth seed in the West. Nice. It's relevant because they have a pick that's top five protected on a trade. So if they finish low enough for their draft pick to be in the top five, they still get it this year. Nice. If they finish high enough that it's not in the top five, it goes ahead and moves over for the trade to Atlanta to to complete the Luka Doncic um Atlanta trade. God, trading in basketball is so strange. It's so complicated. And as a matter of fact, this happens a lot of times. Okay, let's say I super protect a first round pick. So you can do number one, one through three, one through five, or lottery protect it. Okay? So you've got four different protections you can put on a pick. Right, of course, because there's not just one. And you can use each of the four protections in different trades. Oh Lord. So if I want to keep a like let's say Oh, this is uh, it's hard to explain here. But it's come up before where like, okay, in a in a previous trade to you, I had made a pick top five protected. Uh-huh. Um I wanna do another trade, but I'm out of the playoff picture right now. Because all of my trades because I have to keep my draft picks every other year, I lift the protection from my trade with you so that no matter what you get my pick this year, then I can guarantee that the pick next year goes in the trade. So, like, if the team I'm trading with is like, yeah, listen, we'll do this deal, but the pick, we need our pick as soon as possible from you. Your pick is part of the assets of this trade, not a throw-in. Okay. So then you're like, okay, well, I have a pick out for this draft coming up, and it's lottery protected, and I'm probably going to miss, miss. so I'm going to keep my pick, which means I can't give the other... 
the other team is is has to receive their first round pick before the next trade pick can throw out. So if I if I'm lottery protected, I miss the lottery, I keep my pick. That means they get the pick next year. So that means your pick comes three years from now. God, it's the most complicated, <laughs> convoluted. <laughs> because every other year I have to keep my picks. Right. So if you recall, when Houston was trying to get Jimmy Butler, they offered... 17 picks offered, for the next 59 years. <laughs> they offered eight picks. They offered a first and a second for four years. But, it's really but it was going to be four years of picks, but over eight years of time. Because you can't do it. Which, thank God we didn't do that, because it would have literally destroyed our franchise for the next decade. <laughs> um, Yes and no. Because of the fact that they're every other year, also teams get desperate and other teams get broke. In during the draft every year, there's there's a team somewhere who will trade a pick literally for cash considerations. Happens every year, no reason because the NBA is a billion dollar league and all of these teams make a lot of money. But there will be a team who doesn't want the pick, but because of the way rosters and everything are set up, they just don't want to add one more player and the guaranteed slot and all of that. So they'll sell the pick during the draft. By the way, the get around for the draft pick rule is to ask a team who they want to pick at your spot during the draft, drafting him, then when the other team comes up for their pick, you tell them who you want, and then you make the trade that way. There you go. There are teams that have done that. Literally, they make the they make picks for each other and swap them. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's confusing. Uh, but anyway, the Lakers, so that happens with Dallas this year. There's a chance... Dallas has said that they don't want to make the top five. They want to give the pick up this year because they want to move on to other stuff because they also have other picks out. They traded for Christoph Porzingis, and they gave up first-round picks in that trade. So they want to get started on honoring these trades so they can move while they so they so can move on and draft people while those two guys are still young and together. Right. So they want to just burn off these picks as fast as possible. So now the real way to do that would be if they make bottom now if they make bottom five they'll probably draft because then it could be one more really good player to add to the core. Right, you can actually build your little core team. Yeah, this year instead of instead of two years from now. Uh, well, I guess it would technically be next year. If you don't make bottom five this year, you give the pick to Atlanta and that trades over. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch for them. Uh, but in the East, this is what's really relevant here. Milwaukee is the one seed. No one predicted that. I'm just going to let you know that right now. Fair enough. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, Milwaukee, by the way, as the one seed, their record is so good, they're the only team who's clinched the playoffs so far in the East. Nice. Everyone else could technically still miss with the last 20 games. Milwaukee's going no matter what. Nice. Uh, Toronto is the two seed. The Pacers are the three seed. No one had them as a three seed. Nobody. Philadelphia is the four seed. They've made two trades this year to put themselves in position to be Pretty good. Where they are. The, at the beginning of the season, people were like, Philadelphia's got a pretty good team. They now probably have one of the best starting fives, but they don't have much of a bench. Um, so this will be an interesting playoffs for them. This will be about experience and learning. I don't think they're going to win anything this year, but this will be about them getting there. Yeah, as the four seed, they'll have the home field advantage in the first round and then probably go on the road in a second-round matchup. But they might not make it out of the first round because Boston who everyone was saying could win the East, is the five seed. Nice. So a very talented, very good team, a team that people thought might win, a team that, by the way, is 3-0 against Golden State also. Ooh. I think the only two teams undefeated against Golden State this year are Boston and Houston. Hey. Um, the Tones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But they're the fifth seed. They're going to they're gonna be first round on the road. They won't, have a, they won't have home court advantage in any playoff matchups. They're supposed to win the East this year. Uh, instead, they're the fifth seed. They'll go to Philadelphia as of right now. So Philadelphia might catch the supposed likely heirs to the throne of the East first round, which would kind of suck for them. Right. Hey, we made it. Hey. Oh, no, we're off first round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> against one of the best players, one of the best teams. Right. Detroit, Brooklyn, and Miami rounded out. This is my, uh, The cool thing about Miami is this is Dwayne Wade's kind of uh, – he announced this is his last season. He announced that a while back. So he's kind of been doing like a farewell tour, but he's hustling out there. Uh, he now is the all-time leader in blocks for a guard. He passed Michael Jordan the other night. Nice. 
Um, he's playing in braids this year. Like he's have he's balling out though. My uh, Dwayne Wade. Uh, it'd be cool if Miami makes the playoffs and he has one little run in him. Because I don't think they would, they would have the Bucks. There's no way they beat the Bucks, but it would be a fun series to watch. Right. Um. But the thing that's most interesting to me is Boston being the five seed. Kyrie Irving has run his mouth all season, and he's been he said conflicting things. I wasn't trying to be a leader. Oh, I called LeBron and apologized about how hard it is to be a leader. Um, I didn't want to be famous. I mean, I got everything I wanted when I was a kid because it was cool when I was a kid to be famous. But now that I'm here, like I just want to play basketball. He allegedly had a conversation with the commissioner, Adam Silver, about why players are unhappy in the NBA now. Like, That's interesting. He's 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 kind of the emo player of the, the NBA. Sad, sad boy of the NBA. Yeah. And, and frankly, I think it's because he wants to take the focus off the fact that he's supposed to be on the best team in the East and they're the five seed. And he supposedly is the leader of that team. So Supposedly. Supposedly. We'll see how it all goes, but we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk some eSports. This is Nerd Thug Sports. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas a and Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. That's me. Hey, Nico, why don't you tell everybody about our friends, Cox ATA. Cox ATA. They got two locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe. Very convenient. Uh, they got all kinds of things. They got obviously they got taekwondo. They have uh, tiny tigers for those little ones. They got classes. For, they got classes for the older people. You know, they got self defense, self improvement. You know, if you want to get some exercise on, it's great there. Uh, they got all kinds of classes. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. You get two free weeks of training. What? Great head start getting into you know as we're getting into the second or getting into now really into spring now. Technically, it should be spring. I know you're cold today, but it's spring. It's real spring now. Matter of so, fact, the clocks moved this weekend. Oh, man. This is the worst. This is the worst time. <laughs> this is such a weird wintery time. Uh, but, yeah, they're really great. They uh, they teach you life skills. They build leaders, and they leave. A legacy. Yeah, man. Cox ATA, they're killing it out there, and uh, they're one of our – we're really proud to work with them on a bunch of stuff. Um, Joey Savage, that's actually where he was last week, was out there in Vegas doing the Cox ATA championship. Yeah, because they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty great. All right, so we here at Nerd Thug Sports, one of the things that we do that's different than the other sports shows anywhere else in the world, you're going to get exclusive coverage of what the other guys aren't talking about, which is e-leagues, gaming, okay? It's a real thing, guys. Gaming is a sport now, and it's the future of this where this where the investment, this is where the money is going, this is the new window of opportunity. Uh, we're going to talk about a brand new league who just started their second season, and they made some some record-breaking things happen this week. Um... You didn't know about this league, I don't believe. The NBA 2K League, simply known as 2K League. Oh, I didn't I I knew I knew competitive like 2K was a thing, but I never I didn't know they had their own league. They do have their own league. Um it's a 50 it's a 50-50 partnership between the NBA and Take-Two Interactive who is ma- who makes the NBA 2K franchises. Hmm. Um so like super direct. Super direct. Uh last year was their first year, okay? Uh, April. It was announced February 9th last year, uh, 2017. May 4th, 2017, it revealed 17 of the NBA's teams would have their own 2K League team. April 18th, 2018, the NBA 2K League and Twitch uh, signed a partnership. The inaugural season began May 1st, 2018. And on August 25th, 2018, the Knicks Gaming won the inaugural 2K League championship. So we're coming up onto the second year. 
The reason we're going to talk about them right now is the Golden State Warriors in the fourth round made some interesting news. Ooh, what'd they do? They drafted the first female 2K League player. Hey, that's exciting. There was one other female 2K League player who had qualified for the draft. Uh, she went undrafted. She is now a free agent. Uh, there's still opportunities for her out there. I think it's so funny that we're using like all the same. They're all the same. It's thing. all the same stuff, right? It's the funny. same concepts. I love um, this. So the future is great. All players, <laughs> it really is. All players sign a six month contract. They have their relocation and housing costs covered by the league. They get benefits yes. such as medical and retirement. Oh, Food, transport, transportation, and housing is all covered during the season, as as well as traveling for games. Players drafted in the first round will make thirty five thousand, while the rest of the players will make thirty two. There will be four other opportunities throughout the season to win money as a million dollars will be split between three tournaments and the league championship. Players are allowed to sign endorsement deals with, to earn extra income. Oh, that's red. Four other NBA teams joined for this new season, Atlanta, Brooklyn, L.A., and Minnesota, bringing the total number of teams to 21. I don't know how they get an odd number and they're comfortable with that. Right. I feel like they should have rounded this up somehow. 22. Leave it at 20. Just leave the last one out. I don't so know. the teams are that are involved are Philadelphia, Portland, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Boston, Memphis, Atlanta, Miami, Utah, Sacramento, New York, L.A., Orlando, Dallas, Brooklyn, Indiana, Detroit, <sighs> Toronto, Minnesota, Golden State, Washington. No who stand. No who stand. Uh, and most of the teams kind of stick to – these are some weird names – uh, 76ers GC, Blazer 5 Gaming, Bucks Gaming, Cavs Legion GC, Celtics Crossover Gaming, Grizz Gaming, Hawks Talon GC. Then a lot of them are just like Knicks Gaming, Lakers Gaming, Magic Gaming, Mavs Gaming, Pacers Gaming. They're really they're really uh, clever with their names. Warriors went Warriors Gaming Squad. Uh, Wizards went Wizards District Gaming. I don't, Ooh. Know, I don't know what that is. I don't know what this is. The Raptors went all in here. The Raptors and the Hawks. The Raptors went Raptors Uprising GC. And the Hawks went Hawks Talon GC. See, that's all at least fun. Yeah. I'd much rather be on that than just the gaming team. Um, the inaugural draft happened at the Hulu Theater, Madison Square Garden. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Um... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see how they... I just and, need to get good at 2K now. Like, well, and, ba- and so what's interesting here is you... In the NBA 2K League, what they're doing is they play positions. So, like, these guys, and they all have gamer tags. You know, it's Swizzerk, Shoomp, Detox, O'Larry, Nate Cole, UC Manny. Like, they all have... These are gamer tags, but they have positions that they play. Um, the number one overall pick was Mavs Gaming, Demez, or Treu Boyd. And he plays a point guard, and he's from Ohio. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's a real interesting league. E-gaming is getting huge, obviously. Uh, so you qual- It's going into so many different avenues now. It really is. I'm trying to find out how you qualify, because you have to qualify for the draft. Because they said these were the only two women who actually qualified. Um, so I'm trying to see... I, I mean, they're already doing better than the Overwatch League, which had, what, zero women in the first round? Uh, no women drafted. They did sign a woman who was the best female player in the world. One of the teams was literally winless. Uh, by the way, they did finally get their first win this season. They finished the whole last season winless, but they they blew up their roster halfway through the year because they were winless. Um, during the first season, there were no trades allowed for the 2019 season. There will be two trade periods as well as a TBA period during the season. They don't explain that. All trades must have a one-to-one ratio, meaning two picks can't be traded for one player and vice versa. That'll change over time, though. Before the expansion draft, each team protected two of their players from the 2018 team. So a lot of the teams are basically brand new because they added four teams. Right. Um, let's see here. There have already been trades in the upcoming season. So this is kind of neat because some of these people were traded for first-round picks. Let's get it. Ramo was traded for the fourth overall pick. Um, two players got traded for each other. O'Leary and Hood straight up, one-to-one. The 14th overall pick got traded for a guy named Dayfry. Vert got traded for the 10th overall pick. And King Peroxide got traded for the 17th overall pick. Hydrogen Peroxide. <laughs> so apparently there's a way to qualify for the draft. They might do uh, tourneys. Uh, it's it's through the 2K League. I know that, but I don't know what the... I don't know how they qualify. 
So it's something to look into if you're interested in all that. We're also I'm about to j- tell you the Overwatch season has been going on. Um, and so I'm about to give you some info on how that's going here. Have you you have have you had a chance to watch any? No, I have not been keeping up with the Overwatch. They're doing some watch parties downtown. The Houston Outlaws have been hosting some official Overwatch League watch parties downtown That's at fun. some different places. Starting next year, the teams are all going to come home. Uh, oh, right. That's right. Because they're, they're, all, they're all in like LA or something, right? They're all playing in LA, but they've this year they were doing some travel as well. So like, there's a block of games that are scheduled for Dallas. Uh, and all the all the teams go and play basically one game at these different scheduled stops. So the Houston Outlaws are going to play one game in Dallas. That's cool. Um, okay, we're getting we're getting near the stage one playoffs now. Keep in mind that there's three stages to the league. Uh, starting actually in two weeks, March 21st to the 24th, the stage one playoffs. Are going to happen. Eight teams are going to qualify, including two division leaders of stage one. And there's a half a million dollar prize pool, 200K going to the winner, and then other things. So, right now in stage one, your Houston Outlaws. Oh, that's that's not that's not good at all. <laughs> we that's, like ugh. the 28th million seed. We're two, three, and five. What is that? What? what? Oh, okay. We're two and three. And, uh... Is that five total, then? Yeah, there's a different... They've got a qualifier here. I don't, it's called MP. I don't know what that means. Magic points. They're magic points. Anyway, we, we're, we're not doing great here. We are the 16 seed in the top eight teams go. But we're not that far out. The It's three and two... There's a tie. There's a two-way tie for seventh. Toronto and London. They're both three and two, and we're two and three. A bunch of teams are still two and three. So I know there's two more weeks before the playoffs. So hopefully we can get that figured out. Um, God, they've added so many teams now. There's 20 teams in the league now. See, at least they're even. Yeah, at least they're even. You're right. That makes sense. The how far um, I've got it separated by playoff now. Yeah, no, we're still we didn't move at all. <laughs> still sixteen. We're still sixteen. We're not that great. <laughs> yeah, the NYE is the New York Excelsiors. They're undefeated, six and zero. Yeah, it's kind of like Heroclix tournaments where, like, as you get farther down the bracket, you're like everyone's kind of the same. Yeah, when you start like to kind of... Top guys are like 6-0, and oh, and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You start to kind of bunch up here. They've got us in the Atlantic Division. We're two wins, three losses. We do play this Saturday at 2 p.m. against the Valiant. Then we play Sunday, March 17th at 5 p.m. against Atlanta. Saturday, April 13th against Vancouver at 3.30. Um... Those two games right there, the March 9th and the March 17th game, those are going to be the two that decide if we're in or out. Oh. Um, because we're three, we're two and three now, and the two-way tie at seven places, three and two. So the Houston Outlaws got to step it up there in the Overwatch League. Um, I like watching the games. They do a good job. I don't know if you've watched any. Have you, you haven't seen any of them? No. They do a really good job. I catch it on, uh, it's sort of embarrassing because really the only place that airs the matches during the year on TV is Disney XD. So I'm watching Disney XD and all they're doing is throwing up cartoons for like, I don't know, Phineas and Ferb or something. And you're just (laughs) like, you're like, all right, but I'm watching the Overwatch League. I promise I'm a grown up. (laughs) (laughs) He says watching Disney Channel cartoons. Right. It's definitely the most embarrassing programming I watch all week. Um, That new Mickey Mouse show is really good though. I don't know if you've seen it. I have no concept of what you're talking about, thankfully. <laughs> it's it's literally just like it's like classic Mickey Mouse cartoons. Oh, okay. All the copyright stuff is about to start coming up here in the next three or four years. Oh, true, true. All and, the all the characters are like and, gonna be free reign. I don't think this time around Congress is gonna pass any kind of copyright extensions or protections. Like I doubt it. They're like they're like, oh, that's nice. You now control all of media. Well, now all your ca- all your flagship characters are free to the wild. Well, in the past, they they had done a good job of like well before the times were up, there were laws and like up for vote. This is already they already missed one cutoff and a bunch of stuff came out. 
not Disney stuff, but just stuff in general that normally would be protected. Right. Uh, and there's no laws. Like, there's no one writing one right now. There's no one, like, pitching one around the room that people have heard about. So those copyrights are all going to come up here pretty pretty soon, it sounds like. That's fun. Uh, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got one more segment of the greatest sports show in Conroe, Nerd Thug Sports. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. I wanted that, that, that. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. This me. Um. All right, we've had a good show so far, so now we got to do it. What do we got to do? We got to do it. Put on your, your rubber booties. Put on your, your swamp gear. Going into the worst thing ever. We're going, we're going into what is essentially the bog. Um, what I like to call the big letdown. College sports. Ah, uh, college sports make me mad. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go right into the exploitation train, and we're gonna talk college basketball. Um, we're coming up on March Madness, which is the massive sixty-eight team tournament now, seventy team tournament now. So many teams. It's a sixty-four seed bracket with four teams having a playoff game to get in to be the last seed to play the one seed. So 68-team tournament now. That's a lot of that's a lot of teams. It's a lot of teams. It's basically half of college basketball. <laughs> the, <laughs> the other half divides into... So of the other 64 teams that are left-ish, 70 teams, 80 teams that are left. Um, They'll play a second bracket. They do. They have a they have an NIT bra- uh, tournament, which is about forty to fifty teams, and then they've now started doing a third tournament because there were just enough teams not playing in tournaments to have another tournament. They did. I don't even remember what they call the third one, but the third one is now. They like, call it the third basketball. They, tournament. Sh- they, they should just call it the other tournament. Like they should just call it that. Uh, but they now tournament traces right, and it's. Some people are like, oh, it's good because these teams that are trying to build their programs get the experience, and I understand that. You're right. The coaches get the experience. The teams do. The players do. The schools do. Everyone gets to feel out how it goes. I understand that part of it. If only you couldn't go to the NBA when you're, like, 17 now. Well, that's so that's part of this whole thing that's annoying, right, is the one-and-dones. The one-and-dones is not a college rule. The NBA set a rule that you had to be one year removed from your high school graduation. So a lot of these players who play for these colleges for one year, like Zion Williamson, they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to go out there and play for one year. RJ Barrett, guys like that. So they play these one and dones. Anthony Davis, Demarcus Cousins, they all played one and done years in, in Kentucky to help him make uh, him the coach, coach Calipari, make a bunch of money, win a bunch of games, you know, win tournaments place well and then leave they go to the nba they don't care they don't they're not there for him right and he's not there for them he teach he he pitches them on the idea that he's going to teach them athletics i'm going to teach you how to be a professional if you come play for me when you go to the next level you're more ready which is a great pitch for them because they can't just go to the pros so this is the next best thing now what they can do and what some guys do do um <laughs> uh, is they go to they go to Europe. They play in Europe for a year. They sign they sign they sign a pro contract for one year somewhere. They play in Turkey for a year. The Ball brothers aren't the first people to do that. Um now they are the first people to be so young and do that because the youngest ball brother I think was 16 or 15 and was already playing professional ball. Oh my god. He could shoot. Uh the thing of it was the reason the team that the, and the team that signed him is like one of the poorest like 
country, I don't know, Kazakhstan kind of a situation. Uh, I think it was Lithuania. And <laughs> the the guy who covers the Lithuanian league for the for the uh, for ESPN was like, the balls are coming here. They're not going to make it. And essentially, the balls lived in a hotel while they were over there. <laughs> and like the team, the team operated a loss and just paid for them to be there. Like, I mean, it was it was terrible. It was a publicity stunt for the team, but the whole thing was kind of silly anyway. Um, but it was great for the team because they got a, I mean, a, a, a massive amount of publicity. Right. Um, they knew that all of a sudden that that was now a team that you talked about. Well, in a league you talked about. Now, and then because the Ball Brothers were there, that team was invited to all kinds of leagues and tournaments and events and things. like Just to have them there. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it raised the profile for everybody involved. It was worth it for all of them involved. Uh, you would have liked to have not had a Ball Brother not be able to play college ball because he got suspended for stealing while he was in China. Um, yeah, he almost calls an international incident. Nice. Uh, and then Donald Trump had to intervene. So of all things, you've got you've got Papa Ball and Donald Trump in the same story. If you can just imagine the size of the egos involved of, of all of that, I love it. Um, so we move on to March Madness coming up. I think Selection Sunday is this Sunday, I believe. There's conference tournaments to be played, and uh, no, I think Selection Sunday is next Sunday because there's still some conference tournaments that need to happen. Um. But Zion Williamson, he blew, he exploded out of his sneaker and, and, and hurt his knee. He still hasn't played for Duke at all. So he basically played like 10 games so far, and he'll probably play the tournament just to prove that he's ready and physically okay. Um, just to flex on you. Well, I mean, you'd, you'd like to see him, if you're a pro team, you'd like to see him get out there and play some competitive ball before the combine and before all that. Right, There's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing structurally wrong with him. He just, it was a sprain. But you don't want your last. You don't want the last time you saw a guy was a sprain. True, that's fair. Um, last year there was a guy who was going to be. He was no two years ago. He was projected number one overall, and he kind of tweaked his back at the beginning of the season, uh, beginning of college. So he basically set out most of the year dealing with back problems, and then towards the end of the year he was cleared and ready to go. And people were like, "Should he or shouldn't he play?" And it's sad, but that's the reality of that. Like, college basketball isn't going to pay this guy. And if he plays, he's only going to hurt his draft stock or maybe help it. But you can't help it very much considering he was the number one. He was projected number one before he got hurt. And so all he's done is not play. So as long as nobody sees him, they don't know what he is. Right. So, I mean, by going out there and showing who he is, it doesn't, it's a, it doesn't help him, right? Like, that's a weird strategy. Um, and so college basketball is a mess, but we're coming up for the March Madness. Uh, it's sort of silly because there's there's nothing. Everyone's a there's four one seeds. You know what I mean? Like you're right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who does what. Um, and of course, before we go too far out of this, we do want to congratulate LeBron James for passing Michael Jordan last night um, when the Lakers uh, lost to the Nuggets. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a weird thing, right? Right. Uh, so how much time we got? We got a whole two minutes. We got two minutes here? Okay. So I do want to talk about something here while we've got the moment on it. The NBA, um, they do this all the time. They're all, the whole season we talk about who's going to be a free agent next year. They do this all the time. Right now, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving uh, are the two big gets. Anthony Davis is the other potential guy who's going to be moving around, but it'll be a trade. He won't be a free agent. But they always talk about the free agents coming up. The NBA has done this to themselves. Because they keep shortening the max contracts, max contracts now are essentially four years with a fifth-year option. And so what you see happening is every year somebody great is coming up off of their deal. Right. Because you don't stretch them out anymore. They used to be, in the very beginning of the max contracts, they were six- and seven-year contracts. Used to be you would see guys sign a 10-year, $110 million contract in the NBA. And you just never see them off the team. Right. And a lot of times that would backfire because... be terrible. Well, for a lot of these guys, the contracts are guaranteed, and all of a sudden, some guys lose the fire, if you know what I mean. When they get a money contract... So there's two types of athlete. The guy who gets the money contract and the money doesn't matter to him. It's about greatness. And then the guy who gets the money contract and the money was what he was trying to get. Now, now he's, he's got it. 
and there's two types of guys, and you find out who you've got. The only way you can find out who you got is when you give them the money. I know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah, once you give them the money, you find out. And, like, that's one of the things that the NFL does this a lot. They're, they, they slow roll before they give you the money. It used to be they gave the money right away with the rookie contracts, but a lot of teams got stuck with guys who were no good but were getting $56 million contracts, $60 million contracts, and hurting the salary cap situation. So when they set up their new CBA, rookies are on structured contracts now. Um, Makes sense. And so with that being said, what you see now, though, in the NBA, they kept shortening the max contracts and shortening the max contracts because teams were getting stuck holding the bag. And like I tell you in the NBA, they have to make rules to protect teams from themselves because teams won't stop themselves from doing it. They'll destroy themselves into the future. Teams have zero... I don't know what goes on in a team meeting, but apparently there's just nobody in the room who goes, guys, we're about to have four people on seven-year max contracts. Like, let's think about what we're doing. They never do that. Now, there are some teams that are smart. The Spurs are smart about what they do. Toronto, before they traded for Ky- uh, for uh, Kawhi Leonard, all the contracts were structured to end the same time. So it was either going to work or not work, but if it didn't work... You had time. You had money to, the, to spare. The whole team would... You could blow the whole team up because all the contracts expired at the same time. So right. you were fine. You just let everybody go and start over on the same year. And that's a really smart way to structure the money. But most teams don't do that. But the problem is now the NBA keeps looking forward. Like this year, the, the failed season with the Lakers, part of the, part of the whole conversation all year was who's going to join this team in the offseason. That's all anyone's talked about. Will Jimmy Butler come? Will... Will Anthony Davis come? Will Kevin Durant come? What about Kyrie Irving? And honestly, like, it takes away for a lot of these teams. Like, the Lakers probably aren't going to make the playoffs. And the whole story this year about is, is, has been who's going to come to this team later. Like, why didn't we talk about the Lakers as they were? Right. And that's just kind of my issue with the NBA. That's my, that's my little editorial piece there. Um, all that being said, I do want to thank everybody for listening today. Shout out to the city of Conroe. Uh, we here at NerdTech have started developing a brand new partnership with The Adventure Begins. You're going to hear from us more about them down the road, but we want to say hello to them and let you know to start looking out for those spots coming up here in the coming weeks. This is Corey DLG with me as usual, little brother Nico. Yep. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Ooh, hot stuff all over my nachos, walking like a taco, driving over potholes, hotter than a pot